Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reddit Readings. Today we are hearing both funny and terrifying confessions. Enjoy. Coming up in this episode. A guy is stoned every day at work. Scamming a handicapped kid of money. Stealing $45,000 from a bank. Getting out of work early in different ways. A kid trying to be cool ruins his vision. And many more confessions. Reddit Readings, Episode 41. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I was in high school, I attached clear packing tape to a dollar and put it into a vending machine. Right before the dollar went all the way in, I would pull it out, which allowed me to get a soda and 50 cents change. A kid told me how to do it, so I tried it myself. It only worked on one machine at school, but it did work. Kids did this so many times, they used to stack the unopened sodas in the storage room. There were just too many to drink. I knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway. I feel terrible about it. I deeply regret having ever done it. I'm stoned, all day, every day, at work. I feel sorta bad that I'm always stoned, but I don't think I could do my job without it. I work a very high stakes job with big consequences and I'm absolutely not allowed to be high at work or in my free time. Also, it's not legal in my state. I like to think I hide it well. My eyes usually don't get very red and besides that, I mation and wear glasses. I don't smoke flour until after work and usually stick to dabs and edibles so I don't smell like weed. I use public transportation or Uber to get everywhere, so I'm not driving. No one's life is in danger. The big confession is that I'm literally stoned from the moment I walk into the moment I leave. I have a cartridge that I smoke in the bathroom every couple hours. Sorry boss. I continue the cycle of abuse. I grew up watching one of my parents beat the other to a pulp regularly. The beater would travel a lot for work and the few months they were home, they would beat the stay-at-home parent every night. Sometimes, they would have sex without realizing or caring that I was in the room. My earliest memory of the beatings is from when I was in second grade. I know what grade I was in, only because we moved to a different town, just as I was starting third. Otherwise, I cannot remember dates, places, names from my entire childhood to this day. I can identify certain milestones, like when we moved, but even a decade later, I can only remember life as a blur. From the youngest possible age, I began dissociating heavily. The beatings petered out as I got older, but the verbal and emotional abuse continued between them. My home was always in the midst of a storm. I'm pretty certain that the beaten parent is mentally ill as a result of their prolonged trauma. The beaten parent spent most of my teenage regularly assaulting me, to the point where I'm 28 years old and still in the habit of locking the door of any room I'm in in order to feel safe. Loud banging on doors and raised voices terrify me. At school, I began acting out in strange ways. I was also secretly hypersexual, but did not ever have sex. Instead I watched porn or wrote filthy text on walls. I would also secretly beat two young children. 
They were adorable twin brothers who trusted me and lived next door. I would go on a walk with them, find a secluded spot and mercilessly slap them while forbidding them from crying. After continuing this monstrous behavior for some time, no idea how long, because I truly cannot sense time, it was possibly before high school, because we'd moved again, when I was in high school, their mother showed up at my house, and said that the twins were at home with a high fever refusing to leave the house because of me. I denied having anything to do with their issues. The guilt drove me insane for years and years. I tried contacting them to apologize, but I couldn't find them online anywhere. I'm now diagnosed with a severe mental disorder and can barely complete daily tasks like shower, clean the house, or earn a living. I accept money from the beta parent to get by when I can't afford rent. The beta parent is rich. My parents, inexplicably, have a strong relationship now. Somehow, without my noticing, everyone at home mellowed down and figured everything out. No one talks about any of it, and no one cares what their twisted relationship has done to my brain. My, older, sibling somehow got away from it all, having left home right after high school, and has become a very successful, well-adjusted, balanced and stunningly brilliant doctor. We barely talk and this breaks my heart worse than anything else. Domestic violence destroys more lives than you'd expect. I did nothing to deserve my mental illness except, be born into this family. The twins did nothing to deserve my evilness, except live near the despicable poisonous person I was. I was a monster to them, the kind of person I was sure I would never be. I have never again hurt someone, ever. But nothing undoes the past. I faked a shellfish allergy to get out of work early. I'm 18, male, and I was serving at Olive Garden at the time. My managers know that I have shellfish allergies and I serve many tables who order seafood. One day we were super busy I felt like shit and wanted to just go home. I ended up purposefully touching a piece of shrimp to make me break out but not cause my throat to swell up. I told my manager I must have gotten seafood on me and insisted I must leave to get medicine. They were all worried and let me leave and I drove home feeling like a high schooler hooking up with a hot girl for the first time. I got home smoked a bowl and watched some Rick and Morty. I feel ashamed, but I would without a doubt do it again. I stole from an online friend when she pretended to die. This is going to be a really weird post. From the ages of like 11 to 15 I was obsessed with a game called Habbo, and there was a game on Facebook called Mini Planet which pretty much had the same vibe. For people who don't know what Habbo is, it's a virtual reality world and you make rooms play games etc. I used to make pretty close friends on these games. I met a girl called Millie who was from my county and ended up meeting her in real life. It was really cool. Well I became close with this girl called Rosie on this game. We would Skype all the time, text, spend hours and hours on this game together. Well one morning I woke up to a text from her mum claiming that Rosie had killed herself in the night. Me being 13 I believed it, you're gullible at that age. I tried calling her on everything gained no response. I didn't hear from her for about 2 weeks. However she was online Skype constantly so of course I was starting to come to my senses and kept calling and calling her. Well she accidentally answered and guess who's sitting there all shocked and pouty. It's Rosie. The look on her face was priceless. She immediately hung up the call and I immediately knew what to do. I was angry I guess. Anyway she gave me her Facebook details 
so I logged on to this miniplanet game and spent about £250 on the credit card that she had linked up to the account. Never heard a word. Became one of the richest on the game. Job done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I sold a plastic bottle cap to a mentally handicapped kid when I was 8. At the age of 8, I decided I wanted to make money for whatever reason goes through the mind of a kid. There was this mentally impaired kid living in my street who was always very nice to the neighborhood and waved her hand with a big smile to everyone. She could barely talk intelligibly, but could understand simple words. So one day, going through the mess of my bedroom I found a plastic bottle cap. I walked up to the kid and told her it is a very important object and that her parents really need it. Her parents would be really happy to have it. They would be angry if she loses it. Now, for mentally handicapped kids, their parents, their house, their neighborhood is the only world they know. It is the limit of their universe. This is all they got. They are innocent. They cannot imagine what being mean or dishonest is. I told her she needed to give me coins to get the cap. She came back with a bunch of coins in her hand. She looked so happy. She couldn't count, so I took all of it. It has been 20 years now, and I have deep remorses for what I did. Taking advantage of an impaired and innocent child who cannot imagine people can be deceiving. I can imagine her cheering that ridiculous cap, like it's gold. Showing it to her parents, because she loves them. The kid has passed away, because of her disease, and I will never be able to repair what I did. I thought I would buy the cap back from her parents. Whatever cap will do, even if it's not the one I gave her. But it would sound like nonsense to them. Too long a story to explain. They probably don't even know this ever happened. But I do. I stole a book from the library page by page, then glued the pieces together at home. I was about 10, and I was addicted to read encyclopedias. I could spend hours learning about all sorts of stuff, staring at the illustrations and photos, and of course, smelling the books. However, I could get my fix at my local library only as my parents could barely afford food for us, let alone buying fancy books. So, I became a regular guest at the kid slash teenager section of the library. One day I couldn't get there in time, so I only had about half an hour to spend before closing time. Not just that, but they also had a brand new, 400 page encyclopedia waiting for me on the shelf. It was love on the first sight. I felt awful, because I knew, that I couldn't do much reading in such a little time, and then there was this lovely smelling book with a montage of astronauts, cars and magnificent landscapes on the front cover just begging me to read it. Sadly, books like those were not borrowable and time was ticking. I thought about taking it, but it was just enormous and I wasn't. I wasn't a bad boy either, I told myself. But what if I just take a few pages? That surely won't hurt anyone, and Noon will notice it missing. That's what I did. The book was binded in a way that I could carefully rip about 5 pages out in one go. I wrapped the pages around my foot, slipped them in my socks, covered my socks with my pants and I just casually walked out. 
The first time I actually said thank you very much with a big smile to the librarian and she gave me that awkward what the heck are you talking about look. My 10 years old mind quickly realized how stupid I was to say that and I, maybe even my parents could be in jail for this, so I just rushed out, sweating and with my heart jumping out of my chest. Originally I wanted to return the pages at the next visit to the library, but as I was sitting on my bed at home, reading about the wildlife in Africa, the only content I got at the time, I came up with the master plan of repeating the process until I get every page, and the plan was working. Not just that, but I improved on the technique. I wrapped pages around my feet, around my arms, had to wear long sleeve for that, and also kept a stack on my back, tucked carefully in my pants. I could get about 20 to 25 pages in just one day. I remember walking slowly like a robot on my way out, as I didn't want to crush the pages too much. I couldn't bend in any direction, because the pages were holding my limbs tight. After several visits to the library the encyclopedia began to visibly shrink. So I got some paper from the photocopy room and replaced the missing pages with blank ones. My last visit was the sketchiest because I had to take the trophy somehow. By trophy I mean the hardcover with the astronauts on. There was no way to wrap it like I did with the pages and it was too big to hide it anywhere on me. But I was so close to victory I couldn't let it go. I had a shiny cover in its full glory, in my hand. I put it under my t-shirt, on my back, hands in my pocket, trying to hold the cover with my elbows. I was scared to the bone that they will catch me and send me to jail. I checked my reflection in the window. I looked like a terrified Lady Gaga with fake shoulder pads. But I was also shameless by this time. I knew I was an awful person. It was nearly 5 o'clock and all the people in the library left, the librarians were doing their closing up routines, so the front desk was abandoned. I just walked out without anyone noticing me. I glued all the pages and the cover together at home. The book was nowhere near as majestic as before, but I loved it anyway. I have never ever stolen anything else in my life, and I'm so sorry for this. I stuck my hand in hot oil to get out of work at McDonald's was working at McDonald's when I was 14. My mates had plans one day and unfortunately I had to work. 15 minutes into my shift I decided to stick my fingers into the boiling hot oil where you deep fry the chips. I told my manager I had accidentally dropped something into the oil and it had splashed me hitting my hands. Nevertheless I was hanging out with my mates 30 minutes later. I stole $45,000 from my former employer and think I'm morally justified. I read the other posts about people taking money out of the tills and thought I could do better than that. So no one knows this, but I used to work for a bank for several years. I assume no one is going to have sympathy for these guys. I won't say where or which one. Towards the end I was essentially redundant, but they refused to pay me out and instead insisted on keeping me and proceeded to try to bully me into quitting. I have mental health problems and this began a mental breakdown for myself. I used all my sick leave and they refused further leave. I got the union involved, but they are this week. Eventually got some leave entitlements plus a little extra with an agreement not to sue. $30,000. This was about $45,000 less than what my redundancy should have been at the time. Being mentally fragile I accepted as I didn't have the capacity or support to fight for my rights. I would have had a very strong legal case. 
so as you do, when you're a bit down you have some erratic and destructive thinking. In the bank I worked in credit, fraud and collections among other things, so I knew all the holes in the systems. A few phony applications later I managed to get I estimate maybe $45,000 not including costs out of them. I won't say how, because it was very specific to the organization, but had to get the money in actual products not cash, so I then formed a business to turn the products into cash. I made a few mistakes along the way, but I know financial crime is never investigated, and I made sure that there was nothing linking the applications together, so they wouldn't even know it was one person. Another plus was it made me very very happy doing this. Win-win. I don't feel guilty in the slightest. I think I actually went pretty easy on them. I've lied about my identity, age, and home state many times, to avoid interactions with people from my past. Mostly done with people I have gone to school with who see me after 7 or so years. Usually they give me a puzzled look and ask a name, after that I say something like sorry, who is that? And they'll say something like oh, sorry, you look like someone I knew. Then I hit him with the must be my clone lol. Have a nice day, and we both go our separate ways. Sometimes I wonder if they catch on, but I've been doing it so long that I've got a whole story and approach to such situations down to a T. I lied about not being able to see and completely ruined my vision. When I was in the third grade, I thought that people wearing glasses were super cool. They always seemed to be smarter and what I perceived to be more popular. I wanted to wear glasses, but I could see perfectly fine. So I lied. When the annual in school, I exam came around, I lied to the student nurse and my parents. I pretended that I was unable to read the test on the cards, even though I could see it perfectly fine. This earned me an appointment with the optometrist, where I lied, again, to her as well. This landed me in my nice and shiny prescription glasses. I got what I wanted. I was a third grader with glasses. Cool like everyone else. And, oh. I played myself. Turns out, wearing prescription glasses when you do not need them will totally ruin your vision. Actually, here I am, age 23, blind as a bat, still wear contacts or glasses to this day, eyesight progressively worsening, with astigmatism in both eyes. I've never told anyone this, from 7 years old to 23. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings, episode 41. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. 
In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.